Nick. How are you doing? Morning. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Not bad. Well, yeah, pretty good. So in theory, we should have just had some intro music play. Should have done. That we found. <laughs> it was great. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet because we haven't picked it. But, um, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have some, yeah. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your week been? How have you done with your actions from the, the last podcast? Um, well, the actions have been okay, but it's been a pretty shitty week, to be honest. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got my I got my seven cold calls done. In fact, I made quite a few more than that. Um, a couple of them were like the gatekeeper type things where I couldn't get through to speak to anybody. Um, and obviously a lot of non-answers. But of all the seven that I did speak to, there wasn't really any interest. In t- or it, they didn't really rec- not recognize the problem. They didn't have the problem. Right. Um, so... There were, I think, three out of the seven asked me to email them with the website and everything, and then they mm-hmm. put it on file to forget about and never use again. <laughs> but, you know, they say they're going to look it up if they ever need it. Um, so they kind of kind of had the feeling that, well, potentially it might be something they'd need, and that's kind of what they were saying on the call. But other people were just like, no, we never do that. We're too small. We don't have that many records to manage it that way, that sort of thing. Right. So so that was really disappointing. So all I did, did really by doing another week of cold calling is dilute my two interested people out of seven to two out of 14. Right. Okay. So it's a fairly low number now. But, you know, who knows? Another week and it might improve. So I'll give it another go next week. And this is the vertical you thought you might be able to get some business from. Yeah, well, this is this is around the events space, you know, events companies, which is the company that I did get business from. The one customer I've had mm-hmm. came from that area. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, it's difficult to know really because A, whether people just want to get you off the phone, yeah. um, and B, whether it's just something they forget or they don't really think about it or don't recognize what I'm explaining as, as, you know, something they have to deal with when they do. I don't know. It's really difficult. So, um, you know, it's been a frustrating week in that sense in that that's gone, gone that way. I've not had much time to work on anything else either. And so it's been very frustrating and now I'm kind of you know you get to a point where you have a low week and I'm kind of thinking what is it worth carrying on with this mm. idea I mean two out of 14 14 isn't really a very big number I was gonna say it's still a more better than 10 percent yeah yeah hit rate <laughs> yeah so I don't know whether that's good bad or what it just feels a bit a bit dodgy at the moment so right. And I've been itching because it's been such a crappy week. I've been itching to get in the code rather than sort of bury yeah, my head yeah, in the code, yeah. if you like, and start working on the products and go, oh, but if I had the products, it'd be much easier, you know? So it's, um, it's, I don't know if that's counterproductive or what, but anyway, so yeah, it's been mainly a frustrating week on that front. Um, on top of that, I've had my, a recurrence of my shin splints injury with running. So they went to yeah. the physio who said sort of lay off the running, um, so they, they think I'll still be able to do the half marathon and everything, but I, I think breaking my time from last year's out the window really, because I'm not going to have enough um, training to do it. But we'll see. So that was disappointing as well. So if anyone's got any advice for shin splints, yeah, you're all ears. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but it's something obviously. Mm. So, but I've got some exercise and stuff to do, stretches and things. Yeah. And this time I've caught it before because last time I just carried on running anyway, and it, it got to a point where I just couldn't run because it was so painful. Whereas now it's. He says it's early enough. The physio said it's early enough that they should be able to sort mm. it out pretty quickly. And um, yeah, he said when I do the half marathon, it'll it'll be there and I'll know it's there and I'll feel it, but it probably won't do any damage. Yeah. So probably, that's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we spoke about the chi running book before, haven't we? Yeah. Well, no, not on the podcast, I don't think. 
that when me, you and uh, a chap called Paul got together. Yeah. Um, I've read the book a while ago and he's watched a quite a long video on YouTube, I think, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think so I'll certainly give that a go. I think I'll watch the video definitely and give it a go. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be worth a go, certainly. Just trying a different running style. Because I'm not entirely sure they actually understand what causes shin splints. Some, no. I've read some things about if it's you're landing on your heel too much yeah. when you're running. Whereas with chi running, it's that's like you don't land on your heel at all. Right, okay. Middle Maybe that's it. I mean, I always try to land flat on my foot rather than and you know anywhere in particular. Um, but obviously, you can't do it all the time. But I think you know. I think the, what causes it, from what I've read, is kind of like a twisting of the bone rather mm. than anything else. Um, so it's not like a fracture or anything where it's a crack in the bone. It's like twisting of the bone that causes it. But I don't know. Yeah, I'll have a go at the chi running. I think see what that, that looks like. Watch the video tonight. Yeah, give it a go tomorrow. Yeah, and update me. I will. Let me know. But yep. I'm interested to see if it makes a difference as well because I've been putting a bit more into practice since we had those beers with Paul. And yeah, I did seven miles yesterday. And touch wood. Like right, last year when I did it, I always had a bit of trouble with my right hamstring. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad enough to stop me doing the training or running, but I could kind of feel it just being a bit tight all the time. Yeah. And even when I went for massages on it to try and sort it out never really got sorted <clears throat> but i've not not had much trouble with it so far this year touch yeah, wood that's so, good yeah um, oh, i'll give it a go definitely see mm. if it helps it's got to be worth a try that's for sure yeah well that's the thing because if you keep just doing the same stuff you're going to get the same result yeah exactly so at least try yeah. something different yeah yeah the worst thing that will happen is you'll get shin splints while you're getting that anyway so exactly so yeah so <laughs> you it's might as well try something difference. different yeah yeah <laughs> oh and, and to top everything off on my shitty week um, last night I was uh, just got a, a bit of time to have a look on the website and stuff, and I noticed that somebody had um, getting bugger all hits visits to the website. But I noticed that someone had gone through, and that I could see they'd clicked on lots of different pages, and then they'd gone through to the pricing page and clicked on the buy now effectively. Mm-hmm. And then that uses a plugin, a WordPress plugin, which is a membership one. I can't remember what it's called, unfortunately, but just a mem- basic membership plugin where they can sign up and pay as they're signing up, and then once they've done that, they can then you know, upload what it is, the files they want to be merged, et cetera. Yep. But they got to the checkout page where, you know, you're asked for your username, email, and password. And then stop, that's it. End of the story. So I thought, well, that's fair enough. You know, maybe they're just interested and got there and thought, oh, I can't be bothered putting my details in. I'm not that interested. But I thought, well, I'll just go through it myself. So I went through it and it didn't work. It didn't register. And I was like, what? What the hell's going on? And, um, so they were at a payment stage and they were going to pay? Uh, yeah, on the right. payment page, which is basically where you've got your username and password that yeah. you put in to register and then it's got the payment details. And I was like, oh shit, what's going on? So I um, had a look at it and what it was was the um, the payment bit of the membership plugin basically won't submit if there are JavaScript errors. It says, look, I'm not going any further, the JavaScript errors, contact the webmaster. Which is fair enough, and I thought, well, why can how can there be JavaScript errors? It's a plugin; it's never mm. had a problem with it before. So I, I had a look at the console, JavaScript console, and it couldn't find jQuery. Right. So I was all a bit confused, and I started looking through it, and I worked out what it was: is all this minifying and um, compiling. Uh, what's the word? Uh, you, you know, compiling just JavaScript into, into a single file, file or yeah. that sort of thing. What it had done is it had knocked out the um, the scripts for the plugin. So they'd basically been loaded before jQuery was loaded. Right. And then when I looked into it further, for some reason it was loading both jQuery unminified and jQuery minified. And 
I sorted it out within five minutes, but it's so bloody irritating because I checked all this when I did all that work. The redesign stuff. Yeah, well, it's part of the redesign. After the redesign, I'd, I'd obviously checked everything. But then I did some more work to do the minifying and everything uh, to, to try and increase the page speed, which, you know, it's like, talk about premature optimization. It's mm. so annoying that I, that I did that because that's what screwed this up. Um, you can blame me for that. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. But I checked it, you know, so when I was doing all that, I kept going through the registration process to make sure it worked. Mm. So I don't know what's happened between then and now. Maybe there was something cached or something, which meant I hadn't checked it as well as I thought I had. Yeah. But so So look at the positives, though. You were going to get another paying customer, so. Yeah. Well, potentially, yeah. But it's not just that. There's about six or seven. If I look back over the analytics for the last month. Right. There are six or seven that have had the similar pattern of going to the checkout page. And Do you know where those, they came from? No, I don't know. In terms of a source. Uh, oh, good point. I haven't actually dug into that too much. Um, I'll give you a bit of data about where yeah, you can I should look at that, a yeah. bit more money into. I'll go back to that, yeah, and have a look. Um, did you, uh, you did your January revenue report? Well, I did, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't do mine. Oh, didn't I you do it? I haven't done it yet. Oh, no. you failed. Oh, well, yeah, I'll come on to that in a second. What yeah, was well, the kind of I, summary of yours? Yeah, I did it. Um, it was a bit of a shock, actually. Not, I mean, it's not massive amounts of money, but I, I thought I'd spent about three or four hundred quid on terms of ads and things, and uh, it turns out it was more like six hundred quid. Yep. Um, which goes to show you should do an income report or an <laughs> expense report because you, then you know how much you're spending. But you know, it's not going to break the bank. But it was, um, it was a surprise to me that it was two hundred quid more than I expected. So yeah. uh, that was good to do. Yeah, I just it's just a simple. This is what I've spent it on. Um, you know, I've had about twenty five pounds income and about six hundred pounds outgoing so far. But that's uh, to be expected at this stage, I think. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, I'd be interested to find out the source of where those people came from. Like yes, I should do that. It was late last night, so I didn't really wasn't thinking too much, and I was just annoyed with myself. For yeah, it. No, I can understand that. It, it's the most frustrating thing. I don't know why. There's a couple of things like that I've done with sort of the side projects in the freelancing job. I would never that that would never have happened. You know, I'm sure of it. I would I would pick that up, but for some reason this. Maybe it's because you're doing it late at night or something. You don't always think about it yeah. in that much detail. Well, like you say, you, you, you assume you tested it. And I did test it, yeah. It was something that's cached then, isn't it? It must so have been something cached. Unless yeah. you go through and test it once a day yourself. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps that's what I need to do, at least a week, once a week, just run through it and make sure it works. I guess especially if you're paying for visitors, you're paying the advertising. Yeah. You want to make sure you get the Well, that's it. I mean, this would, I mean, I don't know when exactly it was that this was introduced, but it would definitely have been there during the sponsored uh, update on LinkedIn. Mm. So if anyone came through that and tried to register, I just wasted that three pound forty, whatever it was, it cost yep. me for the click. You got a Gmail account as well, haven't you? I have. Because if you want to create loads of temporary accounts, you can do like my Gmail address is nick dot swan at gmail dot com. Yeah. You can do nick dot swan plus this plus sign and then any strings oh, right. at gmail dot com and the email comes through to you. Oh, that's brilliant. So you can use that to create loads of temporary accounts. You know, I'd heard of that before, but I've yeah. completely forgotten it until you mentioned it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks. For a little tip bit that's today. That's a tip, yeah. It was worth coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about you? What have you been up to? Well, I didn't get the, the January report done. Right. Mainly because of my frustrations with Stripe. Oh, really? And I registered, set it all up and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of thought it's similar to PayPal, where I could just do a request for money and put an email address in. But you can't. Ah, right. Because okay. I wanted to, the reason I've done a report is because I wanted to invoice for the, the, the WordPress site that I'd set up for yeah. a friend and set up the monthly recurring billing. But I, there was no, you have to use something like FreshBooks or Cashflow to generate an invoice. 
and then request them the payment right, through I that. See. There's an integration thing, but looking at it yesterday, I was like, I really can't be asked to set up FreshBooks, you know, have to set up how the invoice all looks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And all I want to do is request a bit of money now. I can kind of understand it because from a business perspective and accounting, you have to have the invoices and all yeah. that kind of crap. But yeah, it just, oh, it just annoyed me yesterday. <laughs> well, so what I need to do is ring them up and say, can you give me the card details over the phone? And I manually type it into the Stripe interface because I don't have, you know, a web form for them to type in yeah, at the moment, I guess. Yeah. I guess I could set one up quite easily. It, there's loads of plugins and for WordPress yeah. that you could do it through. Maybe I'll do that then. Yeah, it's just a bit silly. I don't know why why Stripe doesn't have that. Yeah, it seems to make sense to have that, doesn't it? It's fairly basic. Mm. Um, and I've seen, because I did a search on Google hoping that, you know, support would tell me how to do it. But all I could see was other people asking, yeah. how do I request a payment via email? And the answer was the same. Use one of our integration partners. There's a product there, maybe. <laughs> well, there's already people that do. I guess Stripe perhaps don't want to step on the toes of their partners. They've already yeah. got set up that help them build their business and stuff. But yeah, seems like a fairly standard requirement. So anyway, so that was, that was annoying a bit. Um, in terms of the second thing I said I was going to get done, in terms of the contacting, teaching golf pros, right. find out if they wanted a website and stuff. Oh, yeah. I said I was going to email 50, 50 or get in contact with 50. Yeah. I think I uh, overstretched myself. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, how many do you manage? Well, I left it till the last day, as in yesterday. Yeah. And I'd set the whole day really to do it, but I got a bit bored after an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I did 12. And so it seems like about 12 an hour is the kind of rate. Were you doing individual emails then to each one? Rather than um, templated. Well, no, it's pretty much templated apart from like the first sentence, of, like how I found them. Right. Just, like searched on Google for golf pros in my area, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I guess oh, it like, works out about, you know, six minutes a person to, yeah. first of all, find them. Then you have to track down their email address on their site and some other contact form. Some don't. Yeah. Um, and it's and nice quite if a few can... of them don't have an email address. They just have a phone number. Yeah. But then if you go and Google their name and email, you can, it's a bit detective work, isn't it? For each yeah, one and yeah. figuring one, each one out. Um, but it's been uh, so it took longer than I remembered so although I got 12 sent out I had a couple of replies which is good um, so one guy emailed back and said um, he had a website all these guys have mostly got websites already as well so the yeah. asking for advice thing kind of works I'm not trying to sell him a website but asking for advice although most of the websites are kind of old and outdated and you can tell because they don't update the copyright notice that kind of stuff yeah yeah. usual uh, dormant websites um, so one chap replied and said, you know, I got my website created a few years ago, but I've neglected it mostly because I've got enough business, um, mostly through word of mouth and recommendations. And I guess as he works at a golf club, that's what he does where he mm. teaches and stuff. You know, there's a membership, a number of members there who he can, you know, try and pimp his lessons to and get customers through that way. So he was like, I'm fully booked up anyway. Don't really need my website. Don't need, right. don't need any marketing and so on. Um, so that was a bit of a downer. So it's it's funny, it's amazing how just one reply can kind of set you on the roller coaster. Of, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. perhaps this isn't the right thing. Yeah. Perhaps I need to change direction and so on. And it makes those shiny other new things that you could be working <laughs> on even more shiny. That's right. It? And so then, so that came, so that came through about lunchtime yesterday. I had a few emails backwards and forwards with him anyway, which was uh, able to ask a couple of extra questions. So then I went and met a chap called Andy, who was one of the first four guys that I emailed. Um, the previous week he said you know come in for a tea or coffee and we can have a chat about what you know what perhaps you could do around these kind of things and his angle was he's got a website yeah and it generates a couple of clients every now and again but most golf pros because you know 
a lot of people that play golf are from a professional type background. Most golf pros know are either a web designer or someone who builds websites or in that kind of space. Right, and so yeah. we'll get them to do it for them yeah, or free okay. golf lessons or something, which is exactly what he did. It's the same kind of thing, you know, everyone knows a brother or sister or something that does web design. Yeah. They get a website built for them. Um, and so he's got one done that way. But he was kind of trying to push me down the route of, for the clients that he teaches, he's got no system for storing their notes and their videos and their pictures and so on. Yeah. He uses like, he's got an iPad, he uses pages. So he's got a different pages document for every person and right. they type in and stuff. And so he was kind of pushing me down the route of, you know, it would be really nice to have a CRM type system yeah. that I can create a client in for each client I teach and they can log in and then see all the notes that I've set up on them. Mm. And then it goes down the route of online booking and payments and that kind of stuff. And I said to him, you know, there are systems out there that kind of do this already. And he's like, yeah, but it don't work exactly how I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd spoke before. I'm not sure if we spoke about it on a podcast or uh, just, you know, down the pub, that the kind of idea would be if the golf site engine idea works and you get a, an audience of professional golf teachers mm. that you can then build extra stuff to, to yeah. you know, kind of sell them extra bits and pieces. And CRM was one of the things that we discussed yeah. of being able to build for them that sends out appointment reminder text messages and so on so they don't miss their lessons, which I've done before. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I kind of left that meeting yesterday with him going, well, maybe I shouldn't pursue the website idea quite so much. Mm. Um, maybe I should build this CRM thing. Um, but then I had a reply today, this morning, from one of the guys I emailed yesterday, completely cold, saying, well, yeah, I've got a website. Um I don't put that much time into it, but I'm really interested in the, interested in the marketing, the ongoing monthly marketing thing you've, mm. you've suggested, which is helping them put together their newsletter, manager, social media profiles, yeah. those kind of things. Which I think is more the angle I was aiming for anyway. Yeah. Because um, kind of it was only £200 to get them signed up initially and get their website set up. The ongoing marketing thing was kind of the more of the hook, I think. Mm. So again, it's only one email and one reply, but it's how that email can kind of spin things on a different and lead you, yeah. lead you down a different path. So yeah. I think the challenge for next week and my task for next week is going to be sending out more emails. Right. And I spend an hour a day doing it. So I know I can try and get 10 done a day. Yeah. Um, see what kind of response I get from those. Oh, that sounds good. So, but I should be able to, this chap who's, I spoke to him as well, as well as emails quickly and I should be able to get him signed up and uh, get that marketing stuff underway. So that'd in theory, that's a customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing, um, yeah. So, yeah. It's good. And it, and it is along the lines of what you wanted to do as well, so that's... that's mm. And the great thing was, talking to him on the phone, he was like, yeah, well, if you're free one day, just come down to the club and we can play nine holes or hit some oh. golf balls. <laughs> I was like, well, that's exactly what I wanted, was to mix up the business <laughs> and golf side of it, so... Bonus. High that's five. <laughs> but related to that, in terms of, you know, I thought I'd send out 50 emails this week and I only managed 12. Mm. Um I found it, I saw this thing on inbound.org, which is a um, marketing forum type thing, Yeah. Um, content marketing. Uh, someone we kind of know indirectly through the Micropreneur Academy forum, uh, Justin McGill, he's started up a new thing called Leadfuse, which is a, a service or whatever that will generate the leads for you. Right. And so I was kind of really interested in this. I was like, well, yeah. this will save me doing the cold calling, which one I didn't <laughs> want to do. And digging out all these details and sending an email. So I guess they kind of work with you to fi figure out what your offering is and then send out a number of emails to the people they think might be interested in the, the hot leads they'll send back to you, which you then follow up with and hopefully sign up. Yeah. And so I sent a, a message to him saying, hey, 
I'm part of the academy, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> and on the contact form, it says um, we can generate really great results, something like this. We can generate really, really great results, but we don't necessarily, our service doesn't apply to 75% of businesses. Right. Okay. So they're targeting quite a narrow niche. And yeah. from talking with him, um, he didn't think this business would be a good fit. Okay. Um, and so I kind of went back and said, you know, we're going to talk about it on the podcast. What and other people might be interested? What do you think? Uh, what areas do work well? And he said they focus more on B two B. And so I was like, well, this is B two B. It's golf professionals, but I don't know. He kind of pushed back and said no again. So B two B software as a service type businesses. Um, he said they also uh, work well with consultants. Uh, do it offer consulting services around other SaaS businesses like Infusionsoft. Okay. So you know Infusionsoft is the email, yeah, so lifecycle email stuff, but it's yeah. pretty complex to set up from what I've heard and read about it. Yeah. It says consultants and specialize it. So yeah, it says consultants have done well with that. I know you were waiting to hear how I got on with it yeah. before you went for it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I think it's going to be the other way around now because I think your B, yours is more B2B, isn't yeah, it, than mine? Um, and so I would suggest you go and give it a go. Maybe I'll, give them, I'll drop them a line, yeah, see what he has to say. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. So they use similar services, I guess, to what we would do to manually find these people in terms of Google. I don't know what the Yellow Pages is in the US, but similar thing and yeah. stuff like that. And he says they buy business lists in as well to to get the contact details. So right, um, oh, I'll drop them a line then. But I said to him, I was, you know, I'm at kind of product discovery phase at the moment, trying to figure out if this is a relevant market and so on. You know, and he said that's a good fit for the business. So right. Um, yeah, I'd certainly try it if I was you because yeah, working it out, you know, to send 10 emails out um, took me an hour, whereas you're paying, I think, $300 to those guys and they'll send mm. 600 emails out or something like that. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, kind of, isn't it? They kind of guarantee, I think it was like six to seven hot leads from yeah. that yeah. as well. So so that's good. And um, although that's not, if you look at the sort of... Um, the value of those leads, if they turn into customers compared to the price of them, mm. then it's not, it doesn't work, you know, for me anyway, for this, for joined up data. But the amount of time I'll save trying to do it myself, yeah, yeah. it does work totally, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's, uh, and at this stage to get, that's what I need is to get those kind of leads. So yeah, that's sounds good. Yep. So get on it. Yes, I will. That'll be your action for next week. Should I put that I'm in? giving you actions now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's a good idea though, because, um, like you say, you know, if you get a lead, then it's a, it's a good feeling and it keeps you going. Mm. So if if I can get any closer to that, that's a good thing to do. So well, I'll, even because you're doing the calling, aren't you? Yeah. In terms of speaking to people, yeah. I guess you're just focusing on UK businesses. Yeah. So yeah. you can tell these guys, you know, just focus on a different, like the US. Yeah. So you don't even overlap in mm. who you're speaking to and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's interesting. I did see it. I did see that. I don't know why I didn't follow it up further, but um, I'll have a have another look and go for that probably. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So, Steph? Yeah, I've um, not really, like I say, I've been really busy doing, doing other bits and bobs and uh, life's getting in the way again. But the only real thing I've, I've got is, uh, as a blog post I saw on Medium, uh, stupid tricks with promoted tweets. Right. I don't know if you've seen it. It's no. um, a guy on there was trying to, I've got the guy's name now, it's annoying. I'll put it in the show notes. But he, um, he was basically just playing about with promoted tweets to see what he could do. Um, and he was trying things like trying to send individual messages to his work colleagues and things like that you know like you know you owe me 10 quid or whatever and that mm. sort of thing um and it, it was good the reason that i liked it on two two counts one was that it was kind of informative i don't really know anything about promoted tweets it's something i keep thinking i'll do at some point but i 
just left it alone for now. So it was good because it's kind of like gives you a bit of an intro to it and, and um, what's what's involved in setting it up and so on. Um, but also it's quite funny to read, so it keeps you engaged, you know. So it's right. a good example of doing a, an article that is likely to get shared because it's funny and it's an interesting read whilst you're also learning something, you know, so it's, it's pretty good. Yep. Um, you know, and you can do things like um, target target people with promoted tweets. So you might have email a bunch of email addresses that you can put in. So he thought he'd used that to target one person. So he put one email address in. But of course, you can't do that because it's got a limit of 500 or something. You've got to put so many in, so you can't do that. But then he found a way of doing it indirectly, which is there's a thing called a promoted only tweet, I think it's called. Um, so the idea is that you can, this is my interpretation, I'm not 100% on this, but um, you can basically set up a tweet which is doesn't go to any of your followers. It only goes out to the people in your target list. Right. Yeah, so you set up a campaign, you've got your 500 people. It only goes to those people. Unless you put somebody's Twitter handle in there, uh, then it goes to them. Right. So they're the only person that will see it, apart from your promoted people, until you um, they, they then start to reply to you and start conversing, and then you've got the it's, it becomes open. So in theory, you could use that to target one person because it's a promoted tweet. You send a tweet, but you haven't set up a campaign. Mm. And so you, and you put somebody's Twitter handle in there, then they get that tweet. Nobody else does. Right. And it can't. it's not seen anywhere uh, anywhere else. It's quite quite interesting. But anyway, yeah, it's worth a, a quick read if you don't know much about promoted tweets or you just want, got a few minutes to kill. I'll put the link in the show notes. Very good. My uh, my thing for Steph this week was the um, the Outlook app for iOS. Oh, right. Which I downloaded and tried. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. And uh, I'd seen people on Twitter and so on saying about how good it was. And I was kind of thinking, you know, how... How can people be getting excited about another email calendar type app for iOS? But it is really good. I am uh, pretty amazed that Microsoft yeah. had done such a great job on it and given it away for free as well. Mm. Um, so I'd highly recommend it. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, you were raving about it the other day. And mm. um, I don't know. I'll, I'll perhaps give it a go. Try it. I'd, yeah. You'd be surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> I, I'd, you know, an email stroke calendar app probably can't amaze me anymore yeah. because you think most of it's been done. But um, it was. It's pretty good. Actually. Does it work well with multiple email accounts? Yeah, perfectly. That's how I've got it set up. Yeah. And so there's like a focused, whatever you would call it, like list of, and it brings like two of the most important emails from both accounts or in it, whatever many accounts you have set up. And then you can, can you switch that. between the accounts as well? Yep. Right. Yep. Try it. You'll yeah, like it. Yeah, I think I'll have to. <laughs> um, I think that was it. So actions for next week. So I've got. Um, I'm going to carry on with the cold calls um, for at least another week. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe see where I am in the next week, in the next podcast, yep. what, what I'm going to do next. Um, oh, there was something else I wanted to talk about, actually, um, just quickly, which is something I tried this week. I'd been talking about doing some more articles for the website to, to that I could maybe promote on LinkedIn or whatever or do something else with them. Um, and one of the sort of techniques I used, I, came, I can't remember, I saw it on an article somewhere, was using a mind mapping tool to to help generate ideas yeah. um for content and stuff and it, i found it works really well I've, I've downloaded on my mac is um free mind which is a free open source thing uh for mind mapping which i've had on there for years and i just fired it up and started started working on it and it's great you know you can kind of put in the middle either what your product is what your solution is or the area that you want to target in your content and then just it's effectively like brainstorming you know and just mm. whacking things in 
and you'll pretty soon start to group stuff together and, and come up with good content ideas for either you know a number of articles to write or if you're working on one in particular article how to structure it how yep. to break it up what you could include that sort of thing so that's something um yeah that i found really useful if anyone's struggling to come up with content ideas or what to put into a, a, a post then you can have a go at mind mapping that might work for you very cool but yeah sorry back to actions um yeah, so cold calling. I'm going to have a look at this lead fuse as well. Um, I think I'll leave it at that for this week. <laughs> yeah. My, I'm just going to set the action of trying to, I'd put 30 emails, so I'm going to contact 30 more golf pros. Right. So I get more of a balanced picture, I think, of yeah. rather than the roller coaster of going on what one person's feedback is. Keep how many, how many do you think you need before you're happy that it's a go out? Or would you just, if this guy wants you to do it, would you just do it? I'll do it anyway. Yeah, just yeah. as part of, you know, the discovery process and figuring out how much work it is and so on. Um, so I'll definitely do it for this guy anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't know the answer to that. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. It's quite good. I'm quite pre- pleased with the sending out 12 emails and getting two replies. Uh, yeah, I'd be I'm amazed. Really that's though, fantastic. So. Yeah. I think it's yeah, really better good. Better than cold calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better rate than I've got. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Have a good week. And you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers then. Bye.